Would you like to have a life you love? Just as I discussed on last week's Hating Your Job episode, most people are not satisfied with their lives. Because if you hate your job, which is where you spend most of your waking hours, that's exactly how you are living. Hi there, I'm Tanya, and welcome to Allow Your Greatness. This podcast is all about helping you build your confidence and becoming your best version along the way. My hope is to provide the encouragement and offer you the practical steps needed to get there. Thanks so much for tuning in. I'm glad you're here. And as always, if you're enjoying this podcast, feel free to share this episode with someone you know who could benefit from it as well. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about the four things you can do to have a more satisfying life. The four things you can do to get to your happy place. Because if you're hating your job, you got to do something because the change will not come if you don't take action. Let's get right into it. Now, we've come to the realization that many people hate their jobs. But what's more sad about people hating their job is that we've normalized this fact. We've normalized this fact to the point that no one would even blink if you said you hated your job, right? (laughs) It's like as if they're asking, what do you want me to do about it? And quite honestly, they can't help you. They're in the same boat as you. They're just as lost as you are. At best, they may have a conversation. They might. They might. It's almost as if, though, people tend to tiptoe. We tend to tiptoe around that subject of hating our jobs. Okay? So, at best, they may have a conversation about it. But then, guess what? It's back to business as usual. Without even giving it a second thought. It has become so commonplace that mm, it's not even viewed as a pain point. It's not even viewed as a pain point. And that's because everyone you're associated with is feeling the same pain. So therefore, how can they help? They're hurting too. Now, most of us, we grew up with generations before us. They went through the same thing. But they rarely discussed it from a hate or dread perspective. You know, they would come home in the evening. They would be tired. But at the same time, they never really talked about the dread or the disgust of going to a job. They just chalked it up as doing what they had to do. And it became normal it became a normal part of life because they didn't know a better way at least people in my family didn't they didn't know a better way they didn't know that something existed better for them okay so they didn't know it was a better way for them and also this is not a blame game but maybe if the generations before us would have explained to us the pain of having a job just for the sake 
of having a job and earning money in the first place, we may have chosen differently because working a job you hate gets old real quick, real quick, especially when you come to the realization that you are going against the natural flow of things but yet you don't know how to change it. I think for the most part, I believe that the generations before us, I believe they did recognize that something was out of sync or out of order, but they didn't know what to do about it because everyone else around them were doing the same thing. So how could they possibly know? They didn't know to dream a bigger dream for themselves. Now I mentioned going against the natural flow. So just just think about this thing right here and and let's figure out if you can understand where I'm coming from when I speak of the natural flow. Just 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 think about this for a moment. Everyone is going to work. Mom and dad are going to work and you you're going to work all day and so now you have to earn enough money so that you can pay someone to watch your children all day or your child all day so that is going against the natural flow so just think about it do you really believe it's natural to spend 8 to 12 hours a day away from your house or family and having nothing else to give anyone else at the end of the day not to yourself even when you get off catching your breath only long enough to start the process over the next day does that really sound natural to you I'm not talking about normal here because we've already discovered that we have made hating our jobs a normal part of our day to day But is it the natural thing? Is it natural? Now, I know some would think this is crazy and disagree, but that's okay. It's only because they don't know a better way. You know, have you ever paid attention to when you wanted to do something different, but you turned away from it because it was so unfamiliar that even though you know even though you knew the familiar was painful, but because you didn't know of a better way and it was unfamiliar to you, you still turned back to the painful, familiar situation anyway. So it, it's, it's the same thing. So most people don't know that there's a better way. Then there are some that do know but choose to turn a blind eye. And they do so for three reasons. Because I I can't even begin to think that in this generation that we don't know something better to do. There are too many resources out. You have Google, you have YouTube, you have all of these online learning platforms. I just don't believe that most of us still don't know a different way to do things but people tend to ignore doing something new for three reasons not knowing how to change it 
which I'm again, I'm not really buying it, not wanting to put the work in for fear of failure. I was in that spot for a long time. It's not that I didn't know what to do. I would tell myself I didn't know what to do because I didn't want to do what I knew I needed to do because I was afraid. And then the third reason is afraid of the unfamiliar. You know, just like I stated earlier, because you don't know a thing, you don't really want to tackle that thing head on. Because the unfamiliar, it feels unnatural. It feels unnatural to change directions. The unnatural way of life has become the normal way of life. So we stay stuck in a perpetual cycle that we know isn't working. We know it's not working, but we stay there anyway. For example, I once had this job, which came with more free time than the average job. You know, more than the typical PTO per year. And sadly to say, that's the only thing I looked forward to with this job. How sad is that? The only thing that you're looking forward to, that's when you know that something isn't working. Just in case you're a little confused. That's how you know when something isn't working for you. When all you can think about is the days that you're going to have off. Just like I talked about in the Hating Your Job episode. When the only thing you're looking forward to is when you're going to be off work. If that's the that's the only rewarding thing. Now, of course, like most jobs, you get a paycheck. But the job itself, it wasn't rewarding for me. In conversations with other colleagues, I would ask if they liked the job. And they would proclaim they loved the job. And right after that, they say, well, I love the time off. I mean, this would like be in one breath. Yeah, I like the job. I love the job. But, you know, I, I really like the time off. And they will, all, they will also state that the only reason they're at the job is because of the time off. So go figure that. The only reason that you're at the job is because of the time off. So in reality... They were looking forward to the time off as much as I did, as much as I was looking forward to the time off. I mean, every other day was a countdown until the next break. (laughs) So what that said to me, because without a doubt, I knew why I was doing the job and I was doing the job for that same reason, the time off that it provided. And so without a doubt, I knew I hated the job and my colleagues did as well. They just accepted it as the norm. So they had to tell themselves a story that I'm here because of the time off. But it still doesn't take away the fact that you hate the job. Don't get me wrong now. Vacations are great and looking forward to vacations are natural. It's a natural part of it. And nothing is wrong with it. You know, you could be excited about going to a special destination. You may be going to see family or you you are going to, you know, you may be just just going to travel and, and, and check out the scenery 
of, of different places and just see what that's like. And you're discovering new things. All that's cool. But it takes a different turn when on the day to day, you don't look forward to getting out of bed. Now that is a whole, that's another story. That, that's another monster. And the only thing you can think about is when your next break will be. So newsflash, it doesn't matter the job. If all you can think of is having days off, I hate to break it to you. You hate your job, no matter what you're telling yourself to get through it. And not only that, you are also doing the wrong thing with your time. You're doing the wrong thing with your time. Far too many of us have adopted the mindset that this is the way life has to be. And that's simply not true, especially in this day and age. Just like I I mentioned earlier, I refuse to believe that people still don't know there are other options out there to choose from. It's just a matter of if you're willing to choose something different for yourself. You know, because do you really believe your life should be about just passing the time while waiting for the next vacation? Do you know how many things and how many precious hours you're wasting just waiting for the next vacation? Do you know how much of your life you could be enjoying? You know, yeah, I know you you laugh and you you watch movies and you know you're going on these nice trips and all of that but still in the back of your mind you're not enjoying your life you're enjoying moments you're enjoying very small moments or small increments of your life so do you really believe your life should be about that you spend 30 to 40 years in this same cycle until retirement which is the time frame for, for most people who hate their jobs is the time frame that someone else has told you in which you should retire. 62, 65, 67, whatever it is. I don't even know what that age is now so that you can get your full Social Security, which, by the way, for most people, is not enough to live off of. And, you know, yeah, we have some people who have their investment portfolios that you know they've invested in stocks bonds you know whatever mutual funds whatever but still it's a delayed a delayed time frame for you to enjoy your life so you work these 30 40 years and then you die you're not living life you're tolerating what life has given you without even asking if you could have something else You've accepted the norm and not pursued the natural, which are two different things. As long as you are in that normal, um, as long as you're in that cycle that every, where everyone has accepted working 30, 40, 50 years as the norm, you're not going to get out of life what you want. If you wake up every morning resenting the day and spending it just going through the motions, then you have accepted the normal narrative most are pushing. Sure, 
You may get up and praise God for waking you up, but even God knows it's fake. If you don't enjoy what you do, you can't fool God with that. You can fool yourself, but you can't fool God with that. What you fail to realize is that just because something is normal doesn't mean it's natural. If something doesn't feel right to you, if it doesn't make you want to jump out of bed in the morning, then it's not your natural flow. You want to be in sync with your flow instead of going against it. So ask yourself this question. How can you possibly feel good knowing that each day you are not aligned with who you are? I'll tell you how. You can't. And so you lose a little bit of yourself daily. Every day, you lose a little bit of yourself. You lose trust in yourself, faith in yourself. And have you noticed that no matter how much sleep you get, you're always tired. No matter the number of vacations you take, it's not enough. That's from constantly swimming upstream. You're going against yourself. You're going the wrong way. It's not natural. And if you're around people who are insisted on this narrative, then you may need to change your surroundings. Think about it this way. I got this analogy from the late Wayne Dyer, which really helped me understand what the problem was. Row, row, row your boat gently down the stream. You remember that that song? Row, row, row your boat gently down the stream. Do you get it? Swimming downstream is the natural flow and the easiest. You're moving with the current. Instead of against it, following the current of the stream is your best bet for success or fulfillment in your life. Because going against the current is a sure way for disaster. Just think about if you were in a lake or I won't say lake because, yeah, just say if you were in a lake, if you were in this body of water, let's just say that if you were in this body of water and you're going against the current, instead of you going down with the river, you're swimming up. Can you imagine how tired you would be? Because you got to fight the current. Let's, Let's think about the ocean. Just think about surfers. Surfers, when they get on the ocean and surf, They want to follow the waves. They want to be in sync with the waves. They don't want to go against the wave. They want to flow with the wave so the wave can carry them. The wave can carry them and help them to keep their momentum. So it's the same thing that when you are going against yourself, you're making life harder for yourself. So question for you is this, why are you going against yourself? Think about it. Think about it this way. We're the only creation of God who goes against our natural flow. And yet we are his highest and best creation. Imagine that. Think about that for a little while. If you if you if you look at the birds, you know, if you, if you look at the birds that fly south in the winter, 
they are following the natural flow of things. But because we have a brain, we tend to make up our own minds about what is best for us. And that doesn't always play out for us the way that it should. Because oftentimes we don't know what's best for us. We are going against our own natural flow because everyone around you has perpetuated this so-called normal way. And we've somehow gotten the notion that the normal way is the natural way. But what is my natural flow? I'm glad you asked. Everyone's natural flow is different, but the goal is the same. Your natural flow is getting in alignment with what God created you for and the desires he has for you and the peace and tranquility and ease of life you desire for yourself. Now, I'm not in no way saying you will not encounter problems. Life will bring problems. And it all depends on how you handle those problems. So I'm not saying just because you get in your natural flow that problems or issues um, will not arise because that's not true. But your natural flow is that place within where you feel more comfortable. When you are engaged in this activity, it feels so natural to you that maybe you don't realize it's a gift or maybe other people have brought this to your attention that how effortlessly you do a certain thing. And then often we can go back to childhood memories and look at the things we enjoyed or the things that we were naturally drawn to. Now, I don't want you to I don't want you to misunderstand what I'm saying. Your your gift isn't necessarily about what you're presently good at, although it could be. Maybe you have a burning desire for certain things or are drawn to certain things. When you think about it, you come alive. When you see someone having the life you'd want to have, you come alive. All of these are indications of what your natural flow is. Think about Michael Jordan. I don't know if you've ever heard his full story before, but I I did watch a movie about his life. And as the story goes, he had a burning desire for basketball as a teenager. But according to the varsity coach, he didn't have it all together enough to make the team in the beginning. He didn't get picked up right away as we now know playing basketball is truly a gift for him and somewhere inside of him he knew this and decided to go in that direction and not give up until he succeeded you see so your gift it doesn't mean that oh you're so good at it in the beginning it could be something that catches your eye and catches your attention and you enjoy it so much 
that you got to do it. In Proverbs 18, 16, it says, A man's gift makes room for him and bringeth him before great men. So what gift are you withholding yourself from which causes you to constantly swim upstream? Because if you're swimming upstream, there's no way you're using your gift. The two cannot coexist. You cannot be using your gift or living in your gift and still swimming upstream, still hating your job. No, it it can't exist. Okay, because the Most High wants us as believers of his word to honor and walk in our gifts and allow those gifts to open doors for us. Yeah, I know you can work a job you hate and they they can reward you with a promotion that comes with more money. But is it worth it in the end if you're miserable every day? Those are the questions you have to ask. Is it worth it in the end if you're miserable? I don't know about you, but for me, I prefer to be in alignment with God and allow the gifts he has placed within me to make way for me. That way, I know I'm in my natural flow. And even if you're not a believer, can you at least agree that everyone has something special to offer? Can we at least agree on that? But even if you happen to not believe in God, truth be told, even extremely successful non-believers operate from this principle. Yeah, they do. They've discovered the power of using their gifts. They've discovered what they're good at. And then they share those gifts. And they earn money from those gifts. So no matter who you are, that special gift you have to offer is your natural flow. And you shouldn't spend all of your waking hours or your years suppressing it or not discovering it. Here's what you can do instead. Just as I mentioned in the imagination episode, I think it probably is episode four. I'm not sure. But just as I mentioned in that episode, we must visit our inner child. Go back there. And discover what you could have left behind. Okay, so step number one, think about this. I want you to get a notebook or get a sheet of paper at the very least. And think about these things and write them down. So number one, what is something you get lost in or admire other people doing? Think about a hobby or what you enjoy in your downtime. What is it that you like to get into? And think of it in terms of making money from it. What is it that you like? And then number two, growing up, think about what pastime you looked forward to. I'm talking about before you gave much thought about anything. In other words, you were just having fun. What or who did you pretend to be? 
What is it that you play make-believe in? Think about those things. They are important. And then three, after you've rediscovered, after you've rediscovered your favorite pastimes, try remembering if you've tried any of them as a career, but discovered you didn't like. I mention this because there were things I enjoyed as a child, but found out later I hate it. Example, I was always fascinated with watching store clerks and cashiers operate a cash register. So I myself would always pretend to be a cashier. I had a cash box and fake money and all of that. So I would always pretend to be a cashier. Long story short, my first real job was working at Kmart as a cashier. I hated it and only lasted about a month. I never returned to retail again. So I made my mind up real fast that retail was not something I wanted to do. So from here, you can begin the process of elimination. So just think about those things. All of those things are important. We overlook these small oversights, but they're important. Okay, and then so number four, let's just say... You do love what you do for work, but you hate the umbrella it's under. You know, the typical mundane of going into the office and being around bosses and people you don't care for, or just being away from home and family all day. Maybe you should take those skills and make a business out of that and have it in such a way that gives you more time freedom. Because that's a that's a a big part of why we hate our jobs. Yeah, I know we, we hate, you know, sometimes we don't like, I'm not going to use the word hate coworkers, but sometimes we don't like or get along with coworkers or uh, supervisors or managers. I don't even like using the word boss as far as when it relates to someone else because no one else is the boss of you. Let me be clear on that. So, you know, sometimes we don't like the managers or people, um, that is managing us on a day-to-day but we may enjoy the work that we do so don't overlook the skills that you've acquired working a job or working jobs maybe you can take those skills and put them together and create a business for yourself that will give you more time freedom and then like I said before write this process down write it down so you'll have more clarity and you don't have to be in a rush to do it. This process could take an hour or it could take days, depending on how committed you are. The more committed you are, the faster you can go through this process and the sooner you'll get clarity. But being honest and keeping an open mind is key. Don't allow your mind to tell you what you can't do before even getting started. In other words, don't put limitations on yourself. Just because you've always been in this perpetual cycle of not liking your job or maybe feeling like you don't know what to do to get yourself unstuck, don't allow that inner critic to step in and convince you 
that you have to stay there. You can change your situation and now is the opportunity. So I'm going to leave you with that. I hope this has helped you in some way and I hope you can find your way to a more fulfilled life. Thanks for tuning in to the Allow Your Greatness podcast. And don't forget new episode every Tuesday. And remember, give yourself permission to be the best version of you. Be blessed and I'll talk to you soon.